welcome back to another Tuesday of Sheer Motivation Podcast. If you are watching, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. If you are busy and moving around, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So, congratulations, you've lived to another Tuesday. That's something to be proud of. (laughs) Yay, another Tuesday. So thank you so much for joining in. As Delina said, we are looking forward to this week's episode. Yes, when we talk about interesting things, just all all things, motherhood, friendships, relationships. So this week, I've been reflecting a lot on my friendships. So I think it's good every so often to do like a roll call check-in, take like, an evaluation of all the people you have in your life, um, just good, bad, indifferent, and measure the relationships and what they bring, what you bring. I know last week we talked about children. Are we giving enough? Or, well, for me, for example, am I giving enough? Am I checking in? Am I doing more? I think, and I've been challenging myself to do that. I think all my kids have said that I'm worth some this week, calling them and checking on them and FaceTiming them. And then, you know, my friendships, I'm trying to make sure that I stay in touch with my friends and check on them and stuff. And, you know, before we started recording this, we were just talking about a lunch date (laughs) that Tina left me uh, hanging on. And we were just recapping that. And um, so So you want to recap again? Well, I mean, I just want to make sure that, you know, um, that we're we're staying in touch and in tune with each other and and we make lunch dates and stuff and you know this past week we made plans for a lunch date and I don't know where Tina went do you you care to share where you were sure so uh, just a little bit of backstory Delina and I work uh in the same uh department uh on the same floor in close proximity to each other, within six or eight feet of each other. Um, But she did say this week, because I have been saying for a couple of weeks, that, hey, you've not been available for lunch. Hey, what happened to you? You know, for the lunch hour, you just disintegrate. Like, I'm not quite sure where you go. So this week, Delina decided to get me back with, we should do lunch. So I was open to do lunch. That was not the issue. But in our realm of employment, some days we don't quite have control over our days. Our days end up having control over us. That's true. Yeah. So I essentially got busy. Um, I tried to taper off my first part of my day around noonish, so I can figure out: Am I going to do a twelve thirty lunch, or am I going to do? Am I going to do a twelve thirty lunch, or am I going to do a one o'clock lunch? Just depending on how my day is going. So I try to get in a, a few initial morning inspections, and then around eleven thirty, quarter twelve, it tapers off, and I can kind of gauge: Am I hungry now, or I'm hungry later? So this week I had a doctor's appointment on one of those days. So I left from, I came to work, left from work, went to my doctor's appointment, came back. And at that point in time, I got pulled aside by one of my supervisors, and then my day took a turn for for that. So, And during that time, I did not communicate with Delina that the plans had changed because when I'm in the car by myself, you know, don't send a popo at me, but I do text sometimes. You know, I keep my phone readily available to shoot a quick text if that's what I need to do, whether it be a talk to text or through the car speaker. But with having a supervisor with me, 
I was trying to be good girl and my phone was in the back seat in my purse. So mm -hmm. while Delina was texting me to ask me about lunch, um, I was, you know, wrapped up in a situation with my supervisor. So I couldn't respond to her. So when I did respond to her, I was like, well, we can just do tomorrow. You know, I know you have something coming up at one o'clock. We'll just do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now I know. Yeah. So, but then the following day, <laughs> um, we communicated a little bit that morning that, okay, today's a good day to rain check. And, um, but then we didn't, I didn't rain check. Like, I'm not sure that day. Well, we talked that day and you said you were going to Chick-fil-A and I said something about going to the, the, sh um, oh, yeah. the Philly, uh, mm -hmm. straight out of Philly, which is a sub shop. So we had two different taste buds that day. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I didn't make it up to Delina for lunch. And then on today, I'm actually dealing with a toothache. So we had kind of, um, we kind of had this whole thing where we were going to spend some of Thursday together and then, uh, well, you know, some of, of yesterday together and then some of today together because yeah. we knew we were going to be shooting a podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm here. She is here and I'm happy about that. Right. But, but I know. But nonetheless, I'm feeling a little neglected yeah yeah and <laughs> i have to tell you you know if anyone is out there and has a personality similar to mine i um you know it's it's easy it's easy to have a good time around me so everybody wants to have a good time <laughs> everybody wants to have a good time i want to have a good time but sometimes i can't um you know switch gears as effectively as i like to so i mm -hmm. want to be a friend to delina i also want to be a mother to my children and i also you know, have other things that I have going on. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming off of, um, you know, this weekend I had the award ceremony. So coming oh, off yeah. of that mm -hmm. and then trying to get back into the swing of work and. She's too busy for me. No, That's never. what she's saying. Never. No, <laughs> no never. but, but no, I'm just joking. All jokes aside, Tina had a lot of stuff going on and we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll catch up and make up for it later down the road. But all of this discussion, cause we were joking about it during the week, led me to think about like my friendships and things and different things. And what I realized is when I look back over the years, I do struggle with my friendships with women. Not because I can't have them, why don't I? But I feel like maybe I haven't, um, there are times when I haven't been the, 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 you know, like a good friend, like checking in on them, making sure they're good or vice versa. But that led me to think, how do you select and maintain your friendships? Oh, um, well, I believe that friendships should kind of flow organically, you right. know, off of similarities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not so much age, but just, you know, mentality, where you are maturity wise. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think friendship should be effortless. You know what I'm saying? It should be at this age, at the age we are now, yeah. um, you know, we should be able to pick up the phone, you know, either a phone call, a text message, you know, even if it's a meme, just to gauge mm -hmm. that, Hey, I'm alive and well, you know, yeah. I saw this, I thought about you, I sent it to you, uh, just to keep the lines of communication open. And I believe that it has to be balanced with it, that you're not always the one reaching, reaching, reaching. And then the other person is not reaching back. Right. Right. So when is there a point where you, well, what would make you get to a place where you feel like you wouldn't want to be friends with someone anymore? Because what I, what I wonder is when I look at other people in their friendships and me and one of my other friends was talking about this the other day, she said, I don't hang out with a bunch of girls. And I was like, okay. And we were just talking and she was like, cause you can take a room of 15 friends 
and put them all in a room and I guarantee you one of them is really not going to like somebody else in that room. Mm-hmm. And it just had me thinking about the inventory. Now, I have a small handful of friends, so I really don't have this problem. So it left me wondering, like, doing an inventory of your friendships, like, how do people choose their friendships? What are, like, the things that are, like, no, no, no's? And I look at, like, just people overall. Do people still support each other and check up on each other? And I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, one of my other friends got into a car accident not long ago. And she was like, oh, I was so fortunate. So-and-so came and checked on me. So-and-so met me there. And I was just thinking, like, that's good to know people still do stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, people still support each other. People still genuinely care. Because I'm that friend, if I call you and I don't, you don't pick up the phone for, like, a week, I don't hear back from you, like, my next step is I'm going to ride to your house. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, do people still pick or have friendships like that? There is a select few. Um, you know, I do feel like COVID and different things like that. Like, I hate to keep coming back to COVID, COVID, COVID. But mm-hmm. COVID has kind of, like, you know, segregated us. You yeah. know, we've learned to live by ourselves. You know, we've started watching things on TV, podcasts. You know, we just find comfort in being in our home, in our own our own um, existence. You know, yeah. and then, you know, people have husbands, children. You know, they're working from home remotely and different things like that. So I do feel like life has changed, which has caused us to adapt. But I do feel like if you do consider somebody your friend, that you would still find some type of way to either make weekly contact with them or, you know, if not daily, you know, mm-hmm. daily, two times, two times a week, three times a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. But some relationships at different times require more attention than others. Mm-hmm. So if you had a friend that was going through illness or like you said, your friend that had accident, then you know that's a traumatic experience for her. So then you, that might require you to check in mm-hmm. a little bit more. Right. So another point, and somebody texted me and asked me this question. So I'm going to talk So as we've talked about before, there are boundaries with your kids, boundaries with relationships, boundaries with friendships, obviously. So let me ask you this. If you are in a relationship with a guy and you, if you've been with this person for a while, they're going to know your friends, Mm -hmm. you know, if that relationship comes to it, let's say you was in a five year relationship. This guy, he's met your girlfriends. There's been times where y'all hung out. Y'all had celebrations, cookouts, all kind of things. Your relationship ends with the guy. Mm -hmm. But your female friend is still friends with the guy. Mm -hmm. They still talk all the time or maybe they hang out or whatever it is. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it's funny that you should say that because it's happened both ways where I've been with a guy and the relationship has ended and then the family and friends still like come over, you know, just mm-hmm. they, they still want to have that connection. They still think that every holiday y'all are still going to be sitting together at the round table. I try to, once I'm done with a, a relationship with the individual, I just try to, you know, I just try to be done because, mm-hmm. you know, if you come around and then that person comes around. It's nothing to say that they can't come around. You know what I'm saying? If the door is open for you, the door is open for them too because it's a mutual friend that y'all had. Mm-hmm. Um, so to not make other people feel uncomfortable, I'll just stay away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are other times where I still go, you know, we've moved past the breakup. They're with their new person. I'm not with anybody because I just don't believe in bringing, you know, new individuals to 
old places. So I kind of draw the line there. So if I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I'm going to show up with a bottle of wine. I'm going to stay my few minutes and then I'm going to leave just out of care and consideration for the person that gave me the invite. But I don't really want need to be in the presence of, you know, my ex and his new person. Mm -hmm. um, but I think every relationship is unique and, and it depends on your comfort level. Do not put yourself in a predicament where you got to bite your tongue or feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. going into that situation. So if it's one of those and maybe the breakup is too new, too fresh, then just don't even, you know, just decline, just yeah. decline and just say, hey, girl, you know, I would have came, but, you know, maybe me and you can grab lunch next week or something mm -hmm. so that you know that, hey, I'm still your friend. And I'm not, the breakup has nothing to do with you, but I'm just not going to put myself in a predicament that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because your feelings are valid too. Mm -hmm. How you feel in the situation is valid too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess <clears throat> if I'm in a relationship and my friends have met this person through me, um, and now me and this person are no longer together, I mean, I'm not opposed with my friends still being cool with the person, but I feel like now that me and this person is no longer together, mm -hmm. you were my friend before, and I feel like ultimately your loyalty should be to me. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and, and although you can still be cordial, it's like if I see, if, if y'all see each other out, it's like, oh, hey, you know, we'll be, we'll, but um, I just feel like with as with anything else, there's boundaries. I mean, I don't know. There's no right or wrong answer. But that's just how I feel like, oh, you know, you were my friend before, you know. And, you know, now this relationship is no longer. So I just feel like, you know, your loyalty should be to me and there should be certain boundaries. But I have a friend who went through something similar and she felt like boundaries were being you know, cross it was events that the person was going to and being invited to and they were going and it just got kind of awkward. It led me to believe like, or start thinking like, well, are they wrong? I mean, well, I guess it's not a big deal. But then it's like, well, then when I started putting myself in it, I'm like, well, I could see how that would be an issue. These dogs. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. It's pity patter feet from the dogs. They're not mine. <laughs> So I will, I will say this, you know, I always have a, an example for every, really? like, that is, like, I don't want this dog over here no more. <laughs> like, I just don't want this dog over here no more. Go ahead. I always have an example for pretty much every situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I was in a relationship, a nice long relationship mm -hmm. and the relationship, uh, ended and, you know, so this the person I was in a relationship with, they ended up getting engaged to somebody else. Now the the part the friend that's the common denominator was a friend of his first. They went to high school together. So I met her through him, but then me and her because he's a man and she's a woman, me and her bonded. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like we she was in a relationship with him. I was in a relationship with him. Yeah. Okay. And then he he introduced me to her and then we like were just like fast friends. Okay. Me and her were just like fast friends, like talking, text and whatever. <laughs> and then when me and him broke up, which me and her had still remained in communication or whatever, but when me and him broke up, he ended up getting engaged to somebody else and he ended up having an engagement party. So she went to the the, the friend, the mutual friend, mm -hmm. went to the engagement party. Mm -hmm. And like after that, she called me like maybe the following day or maybe a couple of days later, because I can't remember if the engagement party was a Saturday or Sunday. But nonetheless, she called me like that Monday. And she was like, I just want to tell you something. And I want to apologize. And I was like, 
apologize for what? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I didn't know what I was going into. You know, he just pretty much invited us and said, you know, hey, come over, whatever, whatever. And she was like, it ended up being an engagement party. And she was like, do you know how terrible I felt? You know, she's like, plus I don't even know this woman. I only know you. And she was like, all I could think about was, do you know? What Did you know that, you know, he was getting engaged to somebody? Do you know? And I was like, you don't have to apologize. You know, I was like, you don't have to apologize. Like, he's your friend. I met him through you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change our relationship, me and her relationship mm-hmm. dynamic. It doesn't change our relationship dynamics. And I can't fault you. I mean, maybe if you were the one who introduced him to the new woman, I might feel some type of way. Like, hold on, I thought she's supposed to be my friend. Right. But then I have to remember that you knew him first Mm. and our relationship has been based solely on us both being women us both you know liking the shop women of a particular age whatever whatever that's what our relationship was based off yeah so y'all developed y'all's own friendship but she still felt that it's it's great that she even cared yeah i mean some people wouldn't even but a lot of people after that event a lot of people like even his kids called me and were like Mm -hmm. we are so sorry like we didn't know what we were going into so it's kind of like he blindsided people but i still felt good because i'm like i'm obviously not that bad of a person that individual is still reaching out to me telling me that you know Mm -hmm. hey i don't know if you know it or not but i don't want you to think i'm supporting this because Mm -hmm. i really love you and i really like you i'm Mm -hmm. sorry that you're going through this um because it would look like if people that i know and love are in the room clapping it up for somebody else moving Mm -hmm. on with the next chapter of their life you would think that Mm -hmm. oh they don't like me that much Mm -hmm. then yeah I mean, and then, like I said, it's, it's nice that she even thought about it. What I realized is looking at, like, my daughter and the evolution of, you know, my daughter is 19. So, the way they do their friendships. Back when I was growing up as a teenager, I still have some of my childhood friends. You know, me and you've been developing a friendship, which is great. You know, but like I said, it's a small handful. And I'm okay with that. But what I realized is, like, friendships are so different Mm-hmm. now than how they used to be mm-hmm. you know and you have the friends that you can meet them for three months know them and you have something like that unfold where mm-hmm. they're thrown into the middle of something but their bond and connection with you made her call you and say oh my gosh I didn't know what I was getting into mm-hmm. but then you got people that you could be friends with for five years and they don't care about girl you wouldn't even know that they went to your ex's engagement party right until you seen the picture out on the facebook right right <laughs> right and there, there's listen it's that thing weird things have happened weird things have happened so you know friend being a friend there's a definition for a friend if you consider yourself a friend a friendly person mm-hmm. um look up the definition of friend and then figure out are you really fulfilling the obligation of being somebody's friend or are you an associate mm-hmm. you know some people are so quick to give people the title of friend 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're an associate. They're a coworker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They could be somebody that you enjoy having a decent, you know, a decent time with. You know, you can you can stomach them. Right. But are you going to go over to their house? Are they going to come over to your mm-hmm. house? Would you put them down as their mercy contact? Right. Pick up your kid. Right. Or, you know, if you couldn't get there. So it's like not put people in categories, but do real figure out if this is a relationship for forever mm-hmm. or is this a relationship for right now mm-hmm. and Take let it out. service let it serve its purpose mm-hmm. and don't feel no type of way because you know people evolve and change taking an inventory of who's in your life 
why a friendship is you know something that is without conditions it's jam-packed with loyalty honesty if you if your back is up against the wall and that person can be there for you, dig you out of something, like, okay, we about to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not go the way you want it to, but I'm going to be right here with you while we figure this thing out. You know, it's just about really operating in the care of somebody. You know, I care about you. So if you got something going on, it's stressing you out, we're talking about it. Let me try to be there for you, help you figure it out. Right. You know, and with that, as we talked about in previous episodes, there's boundaries and communication and all those things. But now the last question that I got was, what are your thoughts on dating an ex of a, of someone, maybe not a friend, but they could have been a friend, but maybe y'all not close anymore or uh, a really close associate? What are your thoughts on dating someone that was involved with a person who you once considered a friend or maybe just not, maybe not a friend, but like a really close associate? Me personally, I don't want to date anybody that had anything going on with one of my friends. Right. If one of my friends saw your ecstasy face, I'm not interested. (laughs) That's your ecstasy face. Yeah. If one of my friends saw you in compromising. In the moment of passion. Yeah. I'm not interested. Um. For multiple reasons, but for one, you know, I just have morals and standards um, about myself, and no, that I, and then for the most part, when I think about my friends' friends, their type ain't my type. That that's one thing. Like the guys that they're into, I'm like, well, I don't even know why you into. Them. You know, I don't even know why you into them. But um, you know, there are those rare circumstances where somebody might may have talked like prior to y'all being friends or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you didn't know the dynamic of their relationship because it is a lot of sneaky linking and things going on. Sneaky so, linking. Yeah, so maybe you didn't know. But, you know, granted, once you figure out, then what are you going to do? Yeah. Do you think guys and girls can be friends? Oh, yeah. Yeah. With no sex involved? Yeah. Do you think a guy and a girl can go back to just being friends once they've had sex? Yeah. See, I don't. I don't think. To me, sex is like a glass vase. You know what I mean? Once you crack the vase, you can glue that thing back together, shine it up. But it ain't never going to be It ain't going to never be the same vase. I feel like once we seen each other naked and we have seen each other's ecstasy face, I mean, we could go back to being friends, but it's not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like once that boundary is crossed, it's like now... Me and you, we're friends. We ain't never had sex. We ain't never gonna have sex. Yeah, we're not never gonna have sex. <laughs> just for clarity. You know what I'm saying? Mic check. <laughs> but that's is this thing on? <laughs> but I'm just saying, that is a friendship, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Once you cross the line and go into a sexual situation with somebody, I don't feel like you can then come back and like, oh, yeah, we just friends now. I mean, when just, you know, maybe six months ago, he was bending me over. It's like, that all go together. Mm. Okay. So you think that can happen? So it has happened. Um, and, and, and you done moved on with a friendship, and you ain't never thought about that thing after. No, I can't, I can't speak for both parties involved, but I can say for me that when I'm done with the thing, I'm done. So, so she's done with the thing. She's done with the thing. So you don't think about the thing after mm-hmm. the thing is done. No, no. And I mean, and, 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 you know, guys, guys that are out there listening, you know, there are guys that are still trying to, 
you know, they still try to put it out there. Like, you know, hey, you can stop by the crib if you're in this area, whatever. But I won't even put myself in that predicament ever again. Because now y'all are friends. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'll talk to you on the phone. You know what I'm saying? I'll text you, like, how you doing? If you lose somebody, if you lose a family member, I'll send you my prayers and condolences. Like, I'm still concerned about your well-being as a person. But if you say, oh, hey, you can stop by the crib. No. I mean, not unless you're having, like, a gathering of of many people, you know, a lot of people there. I don't want that one-on-one because then that's when you put yourself in a vulnerable state, you know, in a state where it could the lines could be misconstrued. Right, but you would come over here and hang out with me and the lines are not misconstrued. What do you mean? When you, you know that when you come over here, there's no funny business. There's no hanky-panky. Right. So, but again, we've never crossed those lines. Right. right? But once you cross those lines with him and you know that it's not going anywhere mm-hmm. and you want to revert him back to a friendship, now you cannot go over there because you don't put yourself in certain situations. So, is that the return to a friendship? That is a return because I feel like if it go on long enough, if you boundaries, because we're talking about boundaries today. So I believe if you continue to implement those boundaries, mm-hmm. then they will eventually get it. You know, men get the just a little bit later than women do. Okay, but you yeah. have to stand your ground. Like, hey, no, I'm not, it's not going there. It's not, I'm not going there. You know, and then one day he'll get involved with somebody. And, you know, I'll get involved with somebody and life will, the rest of life be great. Okay. And so, um, would you be okay with your man being friends with someone that he may have crossed those lines with? Because, because you can go back, according to you, (laughs) (laughs) you can go back to being friends. Mm -hmm. So now he's crossed lines with someone. They're now friends. They've tried it. They're friends now. It's been months. Nothing has went on. Now you're in a relationship with him. He comes and you say, you know what? This is my friend. But back in the day, I might have crossed some lines. We might have went there. Are you okay now with this friend? Because now they're friends. I'm okay with it. As long as as long as long friend ain't calling 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning talking about she got a flat tire and you need to come. You're the only person that can throw out the life raft to help her. I mean, come on now. I mean, I mean but that's what a friend do. We talk about no, that scenario. But I'm like saying, when my I'm friend saying, got in an accident and her friend came to the scene of the accident at like one in the morning. You ain't saying all of that. See, now you add. I, I want to run it back to the beginning. See how you add that. Stuff. One of my friends no. said uh, that she had got into an accident, her friend, and I was like, oh, that is so nice. I want to say that I said that. I could be wrong. No, you said, said she sent her some stuff or checked on her or something after the fact. Yeah, but, you okay. didn't say nothing about coming. The great to thing scene. about this is recorded. Maybe we can, you know, just mm-hmm. spin it back for a second and. Because she like to add a little salt and pepper and seasoning after the fact. I do. She like no. I know. I told you, but I want to say yeah because my friend got into a car accident. And one o'clock in the morning, her friend came, and I could have sworn I was like, "Oh." And then so you didn't nice. say friend like male friend. You said friend well, like. What difference a, does it make if it's a male or female? I'm just saying because now you a, friend a male friend would suggest that he's getting up out of bed from beside his lady to come and you know. Is that a problem if he do that for his friend? I mean, yeah, it's still boundaries. Oh, okay. It's still boundaries. Now, if he never had sexual relations with this woman, would it still be an issue? No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know me. So every, I know everybody doesn't operate under the same standards of as myself. And I'm not saying that I'm no saint. I'm not saying that I'm no angel. Right. I'm just saying well, that I, I'm just saying that I'm mature. 
I try to keep friendships friendships. If it's sexual, then once once the sexual or you know romantic nature of a relationship is over with, I try to be done. I just try to be done. Like it's either we in it or we out of it. Okay. But there are those few people that are still like, hey, we're friends. Like we were cool. We was chilling. Like I don't want to lose you as a friend. We started out as a friend. Yeah, we went over here, but I respect you as a person. You know, but we ain't gonna be calling each other sis and bro either. <laughs> Like, you better call me by my... Don't, I'm not your sis and I'm not your bro. Ah, that's funny. Now, that's funny. Yeah, because I don't trust those relationships. I don't trust the sis and bro. Like, mm-hmm. Delina and I are... Well, Delina's, you know, only, uh, only child. I was raised as an only child. I do have a brother and sister, but we weren't. Li- we never lived together. But I don't have any brothers and sisters. So I ain't saying I take offense when somebody say brother and sister, but I just know they ain't my brother. <laughs> well, I definitely ain't calling nobody bro that done been me off <laughs> that's weird. They, yeah, well, that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's keep the bros and sis mm-hmm. uh, biological. Mm-hmm. That's that's an important thing. So in the comments, I mean, what's important to you in a friendship? Is it loyalty? Is it honesty? Is it um? Do you care uh, if the person check up on you? Is it just like hey, we talk when we talk, we get up, we link, whatever? I mean, what are some important things in a friendship? Um, I know, like I said, I'm that friend. If I ain't heard from you in a while, if I reach out and I don't get no text back, I'll be like, okay, well, my next step, I told one of my friends this before, my next step was I was coming to your house, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to make sure you're okay, you know. So I just want to know, are those things important? What are your boundaries in a friendship, you know? What's the thing that make you say, mm-mm, mm-mm? Um, but leave it in the comments. But going forward, um, what's going on in celebrity news i guess we could spend some time catching up Ooh, celebrity news let's see yeah um so did you hear about kiki no we talked about kiki on the prior episode oh kiki um palmer no yeah so she has some very serious domestic violence um allegations in regards to her child's father and she's actually just um submitted for full custody of the child so she did a protective order um, to keep him away from her and uh, full custody of the child for some abuse allegations. And supposedly this has been going on for over two years. And I want to say she said upwards of five times that he had, he, this has happened. And she actually had some camera footage. Um, it was like still shots of them. I guess they have like, you know, rain camp, you know, whatever it's called inside of your home. Um, surveillance type thing captured on, on camera mm-hmm. of him putting his hands on her and it's actually out there you know it's, it's a it's a whole report a written statement that she's telling of these different times where he's put his hands on her where he's hit her where he's pulled on her and the baby at the same time and when we talked about this previously when we were talking about it we were talking about after kiki went to the usher show he didn't like what she had and on. he didn't like what she had on he came to the internet and was very vocal in regards to how dissatisfied he was with how she was at usher's show mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is me as a domestic violence survivor. Um, there are so many different levels to abuse where people think that certain things aren't abuse, that they're, that they're not. So I think that that, even though she's saying five times in the last two years and the Usher situation was just a matter of months ago, maybe four, three, four months ago. Um, 
but that told that was a control that control was on display there which means if he's able to come to the internet and say those things and attack the woman that he's with then i'm quite sure it's probably 10 times worse behind closed doors yeah yeah i think anytime when a man gets into telling you what you can wear and what you cannot wear that's like a red flag um there's something going on there it could be his insecurities it could be whatever you know but that's a red flag i'm sorry that she's going through that that's that's interesting yeah so yeah. where are they now so she got the protective order yeah she, she got, got the protective order for custody. filing for custody so you know of course it takes time depending on what state they're in has yeah. different guidelines and different things like that but my prayer is that she just remains safe because you know some of these people, they don't handle, you know, breaking up and moving on and they don't take that very well. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, that she can remain safe and she can remain positive in her mind. Um, you know, if the relationship is over and done that, you know, she moves forward, you know, emotionally. And, you know, domestic violence is serious. Like, and it's different. Like you said, it's different levels to it. You have some men that are just, they don't care. They'll fight. The woman, like, it's a man on the street. And some mm -hmm. people associate that with that being the worst of it, that that's the main form. But mm -hmm. there's there's different forms. There's the controlling. There's, you know, the cursing you out. There's the verbal abuse. And I think when you really love a person, no matter how minimal other people may see it, to choose yourself and to say, you know what, I'm not going to be a part of this and to get away from that, that's... That's heavy. Mm -hmm. That's hard. It's heavy. I, you know, I, I just remember, uh, you know, being involved in relationships that teetered on the line of um, being very toxic where mm -hmm. one or both of us could have ended up in jail. And, and you would have women say, oh, well, it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, well, did he hit you with a closed hand? Or, and I'm like, well, do I supposed to wait for him to dot my eyes right. before I choose myself? Mm -hmm. You know, and for for me, and there may be somebody that's going through a similar situation, but you should never be in fear of the person you're with. It doesn't matter if it's a push, a shove. Next time, it could be worse. Next time, they could dot both your eyes. Next time, you might not wake up. I mean, so it's important that you recognize if a person really care about you, they're not going to be putting their hands on you, talking to you crazy. Of course, people have disagreements and argue. Voices may get elevated. But I'm talking about when it crossed the line of, and your safety is in question. Correct. That's not okay. I don't care who tried to make you think. It's, oh, well, it was just a little push. Mm -hmm. Or it was just a little slap. No, when your physical safety is in jeopardy, you need to think about yourself and go ahead and make arrangements to kind of end the relationship because that's not okay. Right. And by any means necessary, protect yourselves. Um, you know, if it's isolation, if you need to go to, you know, a different city or, you know, another family member's house, you know, be, keep your head on a swivel. Because like I said, people do not take breakups um, good. They don't take mm -hmm. them well. Yeah. And then they look at the fact of, you know, when they look at it and now it's on TMZ, it's on, you know, on site and, mm -hmm. and all those different um, uh, tabloid mm -hmm. sites and stuff like that. So now that's further fueling it, you know, and I just it's so many different levels to it. You know, we're not in their house. We don't know what transpired, but nothing should warrant a man that says he loves you. and You're the mother, of his child to put his hands on you. Yeah. 
And the physical part is the last part that comes in most domestic Mm -hmm. violence scenarios. That's the last part that comes. So, you know, he's probably been talking to her crazy, um, you know, demoralizing her, talking about her appearance, um, you know, just talk, just, just being rude to her. And then now it's gotten to the point where now it's physical. And so we don't want physical to lead to, you know, injuries, which is all she's already injured, of course, because you're talking about emotionally she's um, injured. So whether he left a bruise or a mark, she's still emotionally injured. But now we want her to do what's necessary for her to heal and get better and protect herself and protect the baby. Yeah. Well, good luck to her. Yeah. And good luck to whoever is out there that may be going through something similar. Just remember to choose yourself. You know, your safety is the number one priority, you know. And so if something happens and your life is ended behind it, then that's a tragedy for everybody involved, especially if you have children. Mm -hmm. And there are resources out there to help you. Um, You can contact your local social services department. And there's also a 1-800 domestic violence number, which are all the information is available via the Internet. Um, you know, just the internet is a powerful tool. I can't say it enough. Get on the internet, voice what your concerns are and try to get the right resources to help you. It's not just packing up like a thief in the night and moving out. It could be, you know, finding a job and finding an apartment in a city or state that you've never been in. So you do want support and those to rally around you to make that transition, um, as seamless as possible. Yeah. Yeah. They have some churches that have things available, so get into your local resources and see what's available. Yeah. So we thank you so very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Sheer Motivation Podcast. We hope something that we said was able to encourage you. We love to hear your feedback. Be sure to send us your comments, questions, and concerns. And until next time, see ya. See ya.